Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Three. Amen. Well-worn uh, scripture here tonight. Acts chapter 3, and I want to start uh, with, with verse number 6. With verse number 6 here this evening. Amen. In this familiar, least to some story. The Bible says, then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God but they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Now I want you to pay particular attention to the verse number 11. And as the lame man which was healed, held, everybody say held, Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch. It is called Solomon's greatly wondering. I want tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost to preach this subject questionable faith questionable faith questionable faith hallelujah let's pray together father i love you god i'm asking god for your empowerment i'm asking god for your anointing god mind heart soul lord jesus in this place god help us god to seek out your holy word your scriptures there's life in them God, there's life, Lord, abundant life, Lord Jesus, in them. I pray, oh God, touch your hearers this evening. Touch the people, Lord, sitting on these pews. Instruct and minister, Lord, to their lives. I pray, God, through and by your word. Help us, Lord, to make some type of connectivity, Lord, in the spirit, I pray. And God, that you're able to divulge something, Lord, into our souls. And we'll be, Lord, much better by it. Lord, and our lives will be increased, Lord Jesus, for it. God, I love you and I appreciate you. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Hallelujah. And the church say amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated tonight. The lovely name of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say questionable faith. Questionable faith. Uh, Throughout the scripture, faith is a subject matter that is oftentimes found through the word of the Lord. And it takes on two different factors. Sometimes it is the faith that is spoken of like our cardinal beliefs, the the faith that we have or our, our, our religious setting, if you would call it that, our dogmas and our doctrines, our faith. But faith sometimes also in Scripture is rendered as the Hebrews 11 would render it of of verse number 1, speaking that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. A faith being uh, a type of belief that believes that it will materialize and happen. Uh, throughout the scripture, Jesus Christ at different times had spoke along the idea and the concept of faith. Uh, he had spoke of at least a couple people in scripture at different points in time that he characterized as having great faith. Uh, 
Uh, he spoke to them that he witnessed it, that they, they had some great faith. He had not found so great faith, no, not so much in all of Israel. Yet there were other times he had looked at people's life and he had characterized their faith. Many times in the New Testament scripture you find this, that they had little faith. Uh, it would be something that he would describe as little faith. Yet, in spite of all that, Scripture speaks that faith was something that, that Jesus could see. Faith was something that Jesus could recognize, that he could see people's faith. It says that whenever the four men that bore the paralytic and they tore off the roof and let him down through the roof, that whenever Jesus seen their faith, he was able to see their faith. And on many occasions, a person's faith is spoken of as making them whole. He said, sometimes thy faith has made thee whole. He tied it all back to that individual's faith that was a, a, a catalyst, if you will, a variable in the formula, if you will, for helping make that person whole. On other occasions, it's been stated that they received what they received or experienced what they experienced in their life or maybe in their physical body, and it was according to their faith as their faith was he spoke to one I believe a blind man as your faith is so be it in Mark chapter number four he was with his disciples one time whenever there was a storm that raged upon the sea and he calmed it and he even asked his very own disciples he said how is it that you have no faith no faith and then we would see this same group, ragtag group of disciples in Luke that would call out to the Lord and ask him or tell him, if you will, Lord, increase our faith. So there's people that would have great faith and little faith. Some maybe even being described as no faith. Others that are asking of God to increase their faith. Some being healed by the power of the Holy Ghost according to their faith. And by their faith they had been made whole. And I believe among us tonight we have people that are not only of the faith but at different times in your life you have exercised faith. You've exercised your faith for deliverance. You've exercised your faith for healing. You've exercised your faith for somebody else. But as it goes, it would seem, whenever we read in the Old Testament scriptures, that there was a question that was posed by the serpent, amen, to Eve. A question that asked her, did basically God really say that you could not eat of every tree that was in the garden? The first question that was posed that we've all times looked at, that this question did nothing but breed into the mind of Eve some doubt. The, the serpent did not come and say, God said you couldn't eat of every tree in the garden. That's not what the serpent did. What he did was question. What he did was sow a seed of doubt. He didn't just want her to totally disbelieve what God said. He just wanted her to be questionable about what God said. Contrary to a lot of uh, misunderstanding tonight, doubt is not the same as unbelief. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. The word doubt means to judge between two, to lack confidence in, to consider unlikely, to be uncertain, to waver or fluctuate in opinion, to hesitate, to be in suspense, to be in uncertainty, respecting the truth or fact, to be undetermined. Whenever we find ourselves in a place of doubt, we're somewhere between faith 
and unbelief. Stay with me. Someone say amen. It's okay. Amen. To believe is to be of one mind in accepting something as true. But to disbelieve is to be of one mind in rejecting that very same thing. But to be in doubt is to waver somewhere between accepting it and rejecting it. It is, if you will, one of two mind frames. The idea that a believer betrays his faith or has faith whenever he goes to the idea of doubting is incorrect. Amen. Somebody that is a doubter is not someone that's necessarily in unbelief. They're just somewhere in between. They, they have a foot, as the old Chinese proverb used to say, a foot that's in two boats. Amen. But faith is crucial. And doubt is serious because doubt is not unbelief. Doubt, therefore, is not terminal. Amen. There's an open-minded uncertainty with doubt, but there's a closed-minded certainty with unbelief. Doubt is nothing but a halfway spot. Amen. Of undecisiveness. When we read in scripture of Acts chapter number three, we understand the story of a lame man that's sitting outside the gate called beautiful. We understand a man that has been born that way from birth. Daily he is carried to the gate called beautiful. He does not make it there of his own accord. He has to depend upon his family. His life to a certain degree has been spent sitting. He's been sitting at the gate day in and day out. And at the hour of prayer comes Peter and John ready to approach the temple to pray. And this man fastening his eyes upon them, expecting to receive something. Peter reaches out his hand and tells him, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the scripture records that his ankle bones and his feet immediately they received strength and this man leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple of God walking and leaping and praising God and everybody seen this man and they are impressed and they are amazed and they are praising God this man had reached a place in his life he had never been before. He had never walked before. He had never had this experience before. But evidently by the words of Peter and John and the name that they used and the faith that he had brought him to that moment of walking and leaping and praising God to the bewilderment of all those who knew him. This was a grand moment. This was a grand hour, a time to be celebrated. He's walking into the temple for the first time because lame men could not walk into the temple. Amen, not just because of their lameness, amen, but because of their condition, they were not allowed in the temple. So this is a time to be celebrated. This is a time to be applauded. And it all happened because somebody had a strong faith. He stood up, he walked, he entered. He's praising God, he's leaping. 
and all this has taken place. He's doing something he's never done before. God's divine presence has just exploded in his body and in his life and he's experiencing something he's never experienced before. Went somewhere, if you will, he's never been before and this is great. His faith is exercising very well and we attribute it to that but somewhere along the journey of walking and leaping and praising God and if you will, having this experience in God like he never had before due to his faith that he had. The Bible says there comes a group of people that start to, to come around and I don't know if the lame man is starting not to jump as high right now. I don't know if he ceased from walking just for a moment or if he stopped and is praising God but the Bible states these words in verse number 11 if you put it back up on the screen. It says and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John. I've read this several times in my life, but I caught this some time ago. He's been walking. He's been leaping. He's been praising God. But something happened in that miraculous moment. Something happened in that great exploration of him exercising his faith. He all of a sudden became doubtful of what he experienced. He had been walking, leaping, and all of a sudden he started to go through his mind. I've always been sitting down. I've done that for about 40 years. Is this thing going to last? And so he latches on. He grabs a hold. He held, the Bible says, Peter and John because I believe this man that just went somewhere he'd never been before, just experienced something he hadn't experienced before, right on the hills, and mark this preacher's words today, right on the hills of a great demonstration of faith in your life will come the doubt, amen, into your life. You just wait till God does something like he's never done before in your life. You just wait till God heals you like you've never been healed before in your life. And I'll tell you, what will happen. Doubt will come in on the heels of faith and you'll start to wonder, is it going to be like this? Is it going to be permanent? It's just, just a once in a lifetime. That guy's just cut the rug, but all of a sudden doubt entered in and caused him to hold on to Peter and John because you know what? Maybe my legs ain't going to handle this. Maybe my feet's not going to I'm looking at people here today and I'm speaking very clearly. There might be different divisions. There may be people here that have great faith. There might be us here that have little faith. Others perhaps no faith. I am of the proponent that our faith goes through different stages. Our faith goes through different times. There's times we have great faith. There's times we have little faith. There's times it seems like we can't scrape around and get any faith. But I know this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not looking at a bunch of faithless people I'm not looking at faithless people and just because the lame man grabbed a hold of the shoulders of Peter and John did not mean that he was faithless. All it meant is at that point in time he was questioning the faith he had. I sense in the spirit that there's times we have reached those places in God that his faith has come down and exploded in our life. And we've made those pledges that we're going places in God. And we started down those journeys. But somewhere in a little bit more intense prayer life that we said we was going to have and had faith to have, the enemy of our soul and those doubts entered in and caused us to question what we pledged unto God. 
and we're walking in a demonstration in the power of that faith. But of all of a sudden, it's like we got to hold on to something because we're questioning whether or not that was God. You talk to anybody in this room, more by and large, concerning healing, and God speaks a word of healing in their life. Let me tell you, if God will speak a word of healing in your life over something you have today, I'll tell you what will happen tomorrow. You'll still have the pain. You'll still have the hurt. And let me tell you why. Because you're just trying to grab a hold of something and doubts entering the picture. And although we may have had great faith, our great faith went to questionable faith. It's not that you're without faith. But you're in that wavering spot, the uncertainty about if you heard what you heard, if you experienced what you experienced, if you felt. Yes! I mean, that guy no sooner lands than he's grabbing for somebody. He held Peter and he held John. I'm here to tell us tonight we're not faithless people, but there are times that we are somehow waxed over by being questionable in our faith. And I'm here to tell you today, that's okay. I don't want you to be down on yourself, but coming to those spots in the road where you're questionable in your faith. The only thing that I encourage you to be is get decided once again that it, yes, it was spoken. Yes, that demonstration was for me. Yes, what I felt was real. And yes, what the man of God said, being led by the Spirit of God is true. I'm walking in the power and in the demonstration of that faith. Evidently, there was a little uncertainty in this man. But I'm convinced that God can perform. And he has performed in the past. Impossibilities in our life. We can experience something very tremendous in our lives, in our homes, and in our families. And doubt can come very shortly after that to settle in. Hallelujah. It will question your experience. It will question what you heard. It will cause you to be uncertain about whether or not you should continue in that vein that you pledged to God but I'm telling you today hold fast to your faith someone say man doubt seems to have the uncanny ability of always riding on the heels of great or if you will any type of demonstration of faith Bible says in Matthew 14 in verse 29 and he said Peter and some of the disciples are in the boat they see what they think is an apparition walking upon the waters they are a little bit undetermined about whether or not who or what that may be that is upon the water and Peter opens his mouth as he was so commonly known to do and he asks he said if that be you Lord you bid me come that statement within itself was a statement or a question of faith. Because he knew the moment he let that out his mouth, that if that was the Lord, there was going to become a beckoning call. Peter had faith that if it was God and God bid him come, that he would walk on the water. And that thing that they didn't quite know who or what it was, it said in verse 29, he said, come. And it was that moment 
that that demonstration of faith occurred that Peter lifted that old leg up over the side of the boat and landed it upon the surface of that water and rather than penetrating through the liquid almost as though there was some type of saran wrap tension upon the water his foot stood there and he got his other leg and by faith he swung that puppy out and put it upon the water and he's doing something he had never done before and he's experiencing something he never experienced before because he's demonstrating his faith and now he takes a step and he's still on top and he takes a step and he's still on top and he's exercising some tremendous faith The faith that was in his question was the faith that helped him get out of the boat. It was the faith that helped him take every step that he took. But the Bible says in verse 30, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. <laughs> and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith. Faith had plummeted somewhere. He said, wherefore didst thou look now? Doubt, doubt, doubt. On the heels of a great demonstration of faith in questioning and saying, Lord, if you, you have me come. In stepping out of the boat, tremendous in my opinion amount of faith. I don't know who's tried it lately, but he stepped out of the boat, depending on God. But in the moment of his demonstration of faith, doing something he'd never done before, although he was not foreign to the water, he was a fisherman. But he had never done what he was doing at that moment ever before. He was really doing that. Was, and here came all of a sudden winds and stuff that began to influence him. And he began to doubt. And I can almost hear what went through his mind, Sister Peach. Was that God that beckoned me out on this water? I'm looking at people tonight that have taken steps of faith and you thought that it was the voice of the Lord that did it. And then there were some things that started to happen and started, winds started blowing and things started erupting and it made you to start to think, I wonder if that was God that really said that. And all it is is doubt coming in on the heels of your great faith. You're looking for something to hold on to. Peter that same faith that got you out of the boat and started walking on this water is the same faith that could have propelled you to walk all the way to Jesus, grabbed his hand, and brought him back to the boat. But he got distracted. Trouble around him posed a problem, and he had some doubt that overtook him. Hey Amen. He was walking on the water now, folks. It was happening. It was taking place. Hey Amen. His feet was enabled by divine power. Hey Amen. And yet he begins to realize this is my perplexed with doubt and it all times comes after an explosion of faith <laughs> so this above 40 year old man that's walked and never had walked and leapt and never had leaped and had trampled the temple floors and had never done that is overtaken by a cloud of doubt 
that makes him think, is this going to last or is it not? Is this real or is it not? Is this a momentarily just thing and I'll be sitting at the gate tomorrow? And whenever all these things begin to plague his mind and he begins to believe those doubts, he's looking for a shoulder of Peter and a shoulder of John and the lame man that was healed. Scripture says, note that. That's the word right before held. The man that was healed, held. And that was healed, held. Peter and John. Now the people are amazed. It's as though they're not even taking recognition that he's holding to Peter and John right now. They're gathering around and they are all struck about what's taking place. This man we know to be a sitter and he's right now a stander, almost oblivious to that he's holding on. Folks, I want to encourage someone tonight. And you say, Brother McGee, I've somehow lost somewhat of my faith and doubt has overridden my life. Let me tell you, let me tell you, don't let that intimidate you. Don't let that intimidate you because there's some people that's witnessing your life that's totally oblivious to the fact you're just holding on. They're still seeing the demonstration and the power of faith. being explored in your life and so here here is here is here is the the lame man or once lame man should i say he has a hold of peter's shoulder he has a hold of john's shoulder peter begins to tell the crowd about the wonder of christ about his death and his burial and his resurrection but i want you to know that peter was very very he he was very wise in how he handled all of the circumstances because he was an apostle he had been around a few times it wasn't his first rodeo wasn't the first time someone had ever been healed he knew the tendency of doubt riding in on the heels of faith he knew that something was going on when that man had to put his hands on him and John to steady himself and keep himself upright he knew that the old doubt was riding in on the heels of faith and he said in verse number 16 as he spoke to those people concerning the miracle he did this for the lame man he did it for the crowd but he had the lame man in mind that had his hand on his shoulder he said in his name through faith in his name have made this man strong whom you see and know yea the faith which is by him have given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all you know what old Peter was trying to do he was trying to fan the flames of that man's faith that had doubt in his mind at that time holding on to the apostle Peter he was trying to let that man know don't you doubt for one moment you're standing the way you're standing today because of your faith you have perfect soundness of body because of your faith it is just the way that God performed it and the way that he did it don't doubt So I'm telling somebody in this place that's questionable in their faith. That doubt is trying to override you. I'm telling you, you are where you are. You've experienced what you've experienced. The demonstration of God has taken place in your life because of your faith. Woo! Telling the crowd that faith made him strong. 
that faith gave him soundness of body. And all the while he's telling them, the lame man is taking all this in. Whew. Maybe I won't be sitting by the gate tomorrow. Maybe this won't be my first and last trip in the temple. I slipped there into a little seesaw position of doubt and that just got me in between faith and unbelief. But from what I'm hearing right now, I'm kind of swinging on the side of faith again. Some of you have been sitting for a while in the valley of a questionable faith, in the valley of doubt. You've not went to unbelief, but you've not totally sold out to faith again. I'm here through the Spirit tonight trying to encourage you and bolster your faith that if you're sitting in the seesaw of doubt tonight, God's trying to blow a fresh wind upon you and say, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith. Yes. We come to God by faith. Our first original initial experience with God is by faith. Every step that we take in God is a walk of faith. It was to frustrate that walk by allowing doubt to come in. And it's getting to a field of uncertainty. A field of maybe so, maybe not. Brother Travis... This is what he does to new converts. Listen to pastor. This is what he does to new converts. Hear me. In the scripture, the Bible speaks of in Luke chapter number three. Jesus approaches the Jordan where John is to be baptized. John says, I need to be baptized. You said, no, you must be back. You got to baptize me so the scripture might be fulfilled. John baptizes him. And there's a voice that bellows from heaven and says, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the spirit descends as a dove and lights upon him. At that point in time in the water, Jesus Christ is a man. The thundering voice from heaven proclaimed. As it proclaims over us, but more particularly for him, This is my beloved son. He calls you out. Whenever you meet the Lord in baptism, and you meet Him in the renewing or the initial of the Spirit receiving the Holy Ghost, there's that voice that says, That's mine. That's my son. But watch now. In the very next chapter, when the Spirit drives him into the wilderness and he is tested of the enemy, the enemy, if you will remember the question that he constantly drills upon the Lord is, If thou be the Son of God. If thou be the Son of God. <laughs> Heaven went on record and told him who he was. So hell was going to show up and refuse that he was what Heaven said he was. 
The voice of heaven just thundered and said, you're the son of God. The enemy came in the wilderness and says, if thou be, he's wanting to create a little question. He's wanting to create a little uncertainty. He's wanting to create just a little doubt. Amen. I'm telling you this evening that hell will always challenge you when heaven compliments you. Whenever heaven says she is delivered, hell will show up and say, you're still bound. Or are you really delivered is the avenue that he'll work with. It's trying to cause doubt to come in on that great demonstration of faith. Whenever Christ says you're healed, the enemy will show up and say, are you really healed? He's trying to cause doubt, doubt, uncertainty, uncertainty. He'll show up and say, Travis is mine. And the enemy will show up on the Monday after all that happens and says, are you really his? But you don't have to feel bad, Brother Travis, if that's happened in your life. Because doubt doesn't mean unbelief. Doubt just means an undecidedness about your faith. It doesn't say you don't have faith. It just says right now you have a questionable faith. But if you'll stay in there, put your feet down, keep on praying, keep on crying out to God, keep on letting that heavenly language flow from your mouth, i tell you what's going to happen. The pendulum's going to swing again from doubt to great faith. oftentimes show up and challenge you on the very thing that God said you were. And toy with your mind. Some of you might be coming out of some places and spots and heaven said you're coming out and the enemy will show up and says, are you really getting out? Are you really going to beat this? Are you sure you're not going to get snafu'd into a little cycle here? The Bible says in Matthew 21, and I got to hurry. I've already been up here longer than what I expected and anticipated. But in Matthew 21 and verse 18, the Bible reads like this. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered, speaking to Jesus. Verse number 19, and when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only, and said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how soon is the fig tree? withered away and Jesus answered and said unto them verily I say unto you if you have faith and doubt not and in that statement I understand something Jesus was saying that there's times we have faith and we doubt but he says if you have faith and doubt not you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree just this little fig tree that's withered away, encumbering the ground. He says, but also, if you got faith that isn't questionable, he says, you'll say unto this mountain, mountain tree, mountain tree, be 
big difference. He says, you'll say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and it shall be done. You want to understand that there's certain levels and certain elements that we can walk in with faith and doubt. But there's a whole new level that we can walk in when we have faith without doubt. I can still walk this experience and at times have a questionable faith because I've done it, folks. I'm telling you right now, I've done it. There's been those times I've wondered if what God said and the faith that he demonstrated in my life was sure and true. And if that was really the voice of God, I've been there. I've done that. I've had questionable faith and be able to do a certain mode through God with that faith that was questionable. But if we can somehow get off the seesaw of doubt and let there be pure unadulterated faith, all everything else that's in front of us that God wants to exercise our faith for will just be a meager thing compared to what was accomplished when we had a questionable faith. If you'll stand with me tonight. Oh, God. I'm here to tell somebody that some places that you have gotten your walk in God in times past was not just for a week or a one-time episode. God wants to take you there and for you to live there, but you've been battling with doubt. Some of you at times have engaged in places of deep prayer and because some things that started to happen and come about, amen, you kind of got a little shy and a little scared and you backed out of that and doubt entered your mind. Maybe I shouldn't really be doing this. Amen, but you know what you was doing? You were overtaking principalities and powers. You were taking down dominions. I'm asking you today, let the pendulum swing from doubt to faith and go back to that closet again. It's not wrong to become questionable. It happens. It happens to the best of us. And it will, it will oftentimes happen after a great demonstration of faith. You go and attest to the fact that you're healed and you're going to see what I'm talking about. You attest to the fact that you're delivered and you're going to hear what I'm talking to you about. You talk about how you're going to make greater strides this year than what you did last year and you just wait. It'll happen. But you're going to be ready for it. As your pastor, I'm going to try to be a Peter, an apostle Peter standing from the pulpit saying, by your faith, you've been made strong. By your faith, there's soundness in you that you are where you are and you ventured to go where you ventured to go to experience what you experienced. It was by your faith. And hell's just showing up because heaven's already made some proclamations. Hell's just showing up because God's already given an ordination for your life, for a purpose, for a design. If we can bow our heads all across this place right now. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.